Well, hey there, everybody. I'm Dave Yost. And I'm Anna Kowalski. And welcome to Let's Plan a Wedding. So today we're going to be talking about uh, flowers and decorations and all the little sub doodads that come with that. But uh, I guess, Amanda, you want to start? Uh, uh, we can start with flowers. Yeah, I think the first thing I'd like to go into is flowers and this can be done in so many different ways and takes, but I feel like most weddings at some point have some form of flower in them. So, like, I've seen weddings that were done with complete floral decorations, archways covered in flowers, stuff to that nature, and it's very, very pretty. And sometimes when you have certain venues, I think the flowers add an element of, I guess, kind of like from anywhere from decorative purpose to class you can get with certain different types of floral arrangements? I mean, I, I think, like you said, it depends on the venue. In that, like, I think if we were doing, like, an outdoor venue, we would we would probably ramp up our flower purchases. Because it's all going to look very nice, kind of, you know, in the outdoor setting. Like, if we were getting uh, married at, uh, you know, that place in... Payless, the you know the, the old time. Oh, church. that stone church that I loved. Or like in kind of like a garden or, or an arboretum or something like that. I think we'd probably we we'd be working you know with probably ten times more flowers than we're looking to have for our wedding. But again, I think that's based on the venue. Oh, I agree, and I do just want to throw a side note in to your mention of gardens. If you are planning a garden wedding, check with them because sometimes they will not allow certain types of outside plants to be brought in. Oh, because they're worried about like cross pollination right. or whatever. So like, I know that my cousin had a garden wedding and most of it was done with the plants that were already mm-hmm. in the garden blooming and everything like that. Now she was allowed a s- certain amount of floral decorations. But she had to make sure that they weren't going to, like, drop petals mm. or anything like that. Sometimes some certain gardens, depending on their structure, can be very strict about that. Well, they probably don't want, you know, whatever you're using or whatever you're, you know, if you're throwing flower petals to screw with the kind of the, the homeostasis they've got in their garden, too. Oh, I agree. And I think certain parts of that is, like, if you are, say, like, they have a rose garden and you've brought rose petals in and there's some type of floral fungus on them or something that's completely not dangerous to humans, can't even see it, but that then can contaminate their plants. And I think that's a big concern, which, as it should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, like, well, it's their the, thing. It's their garden. It's their arboretum. It's their plant house, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, for, for us anyway, the initial decision when it came to flowers uh, and and again this might be more specific to us because we, we weren't looking to have a huge amount of flower arrangements again it didn't really work with our venue uh, we didn't I don't think at any point we were really looking at blowing out the doors with flowers but the initial decision was, well, do you go with real flowers or fake ones? Right. 
And I think just quick going back to our decision, for me it was kind of based on two specific things. One, the room is so ornate and pretty already. I didn't feel the need to dress it up with flowers. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to take away any of that ornate beauty that's already in the architecture with floral arrangements set in front of it. Yeah. And, and two you, was, you don't have to. Two was cost. Yeah. <laughs> it's very costly. So what we did decide on for flowers is, of course, I'm going to have a bouquet and the bridesmaids are going to have bouquets. And I think my groomsmen, oh, my sorry, my bridesmen <laughs> will have boutonnieres. And as you were saying, looking at, in our case, real versus silk, I think that it was a couple factors for me as to what we went with. We did end up going with silk, which was an excellent idea for my mom. <laughs> and part of it was just overall arrangement as I mentioned, to get it done through a florist, it was very costly. I priced out just our small amount of flowers, and some of them were coming in at like a thousand dollars. Yikes. For it was, I believe that was a package, and it was like seven boutonnieres and five bouquets. An odd Which number. was I believe the boutonnieres were probably for the father of the room oh, right, right, right. Bride. Okay. okay. And then, you know, you figure like five average. Yeah. Maybe it was five regular bouquets and a bridal bouquet or something to that. But it was one of the smallest packages that I could find. And it was around $900. Yikes. Well, and again, you know, that that is, uh, yeah, one of the drawbacks of uh real flowers is yeah the they can get expensive quick especially depending on what you're going with but i know you know when we had talked about it one of one of my points in in kind of uh pushing for uh silk flowers was you know you especially because our our flowers are are basically limited to those bridal party bouquets you get real flowers for that, and then we go off to do pictures somewhere. If, you know, Ashley accidentally sits on her bouquet uh, or drops it, you know, when with real flowers, you're... That's almost not recoverable. But with fake flowers, you just kind of rearrange them. They're, they're much more durable that way. And that was... Because, again, quickly on, due to cost, I think we decided that we were going to do our own flowers. Whatever the, either real or silk, we were doing it ourselves. And I have a certain knack, I would like to say, for <laughs> making floral arrangements. You do very well at that. I'm pretty good at it for having no official training or anything. I'm, I'm pretty savvy with it. And the thought of bringing buckets of live flowers with me along with all our other things that we're bringing, mm -hmm. it got to be really a factor of how am I going to do this? Yeah. And time. Time was a big part of my decision because to do a real bouquet, I'm either doing it basically the night before or the morning of. Yeah. And with everything else that I have to do in that time span, sitting around to make floral arrangements, which can get kind of time consuming, 
just wasn't really in the cards for me. Well, and I mean, I think even, too, if if you didn't have a knack for arranging flowers and we were having, you know, a florist do it, you know, going with the real flowers, it's also just one more thing you have to do on the day of. Is at some point we either need to be there to have the flowers dropped off or we have to go get the flowers, depending on, you know, what the package is. Right, how it works out. And so just, you know, the nice thing with silk flowers is you can make those bouquets a month, two months ahead of time. You know, put them somewhere where they won't get, you know, smashed or damaged. And then they're just ready. Nowhere that the cat can find them. Yeah, because the cat will destroy them. Um, but, you know, they're, they're just ready to go. And so the day of, we just, we pop them out of the box, distribute them out, and, and we're good to hook. And I think another one of my big concerns was then going, leaning towards thinking of silk flowers. One of my fears was, oh God, they're going to look exceptionally fake. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be able to see from a mile away that that's a big old fake bouquet. And I was afraid of it looking a little gaudy, I guess you could say. But I was super pleasantly surprised when I went silk flower shopping with my mom. And you, neither of you uh, murdered each other. Yeah, it, it got close. Mandy and her mom love each other very much, but you never want to be around them when they're shopping together. Because that, that is a recipe for disaster. Neither one of us really likes to shop too much. My mom enjoys it more than me, I believe. But I can get very testy, and me and my mom are sometimes oil and water and sometimes too similar, mm. and it creates fights in <laughs> both situations. And, and you know, suddenly uh, these two ladies are shouting at each other in the middle of a JCPenney. <laughs> we were in a Michaels. Mm. And there was no shouting that day. We did find that day. Even though our decorative styles are very different... She obviously, you know, being my mom, conceded to what I wanted because mm. it's my wedding. She understands that and she's totally cool about it. So in return, I have given her free reign over decorative purposes for the wedding shower, yeah. which we'll talk about in a later episode. <laughs> which, which should be interesting. So we, uh, we found a bunch of flowers that look very realistic. And you guys just went, did you just go to michael's or we like, went or i mean and if you don't have michael's around you it's it's a, cra- a craft store it's a craft store we went to hobby lobby michael's and i believe there was one more store and I, it's escaping me right now maybe joanne fabrics okay and so we found awesome selections i don't know that my mom agreed with everything i put <laughs> together but she she says it looked nice after everything was said and done like i said she's just much more girly mm-hmm. than me so her decorative style is very like fancy fairy tale it's, it's very nice she does a very nice job with it but it I'm, doesn't have my i'm guessing she would have gone with it there would have been a lot more glitter involved no not glitter just more like traditional i think more like white roses mm. and things to that nature which i do have some i did get some of those but i was picking the like unusual weird looking things to kind of put together in my own... I, I have ostrich feathers mm. that are going in my bouquet. 
which are awesome accents for the the genre that we're going for. I think it ties in real nice. But I was amazed to see how realistic these flowers looked. And picked out a whole bunch of them. They were, the whole thing came to probably about $150. Much better than what you were quoted. And now there is the extra step of, I do have to put them all together. Mm -hmm. But being that they are fake, this is something that I can either gather my bridesmaids, hi girls, Mm -hmm. or, you know, do perhaps my aunts, some of them said they would be interested in doing that. So maybe I will keep that as just like a family little. Well, something, yeah, you can get together, you know, do a lunch, you know, have some, uh, mimosas and put flower bouquets together right. and you can do that again five months before the wedding absolutely we can do that at any point and then like you said just throw them in my mom has a tote that she's keeping them in right now because she also has a cat <laughs> no so I, I mean yeah I was as we were talking about it I I completely understand you know depending on the aesthetic you're going for if if people out there are really dead set on real flowers because again depending on what you're going for i can see how that makes sense for us though i think with our limited amount of flower arrangements uh and and what those arrangements were it just made more sense to go with fake flowers well i think in our budget too yeah it made because we did not allow money specifically in large sums for flowers yeah we i it wouldn't have even crossed my mind to account for that no less to account for that much well i did know they were expensive i, I mean, did know going in that they were expensive but yeah like to me expensive when it comes to flowers is like two hundred dollars uh you know, it, it, again, it's just it beca- because they are temporary and, and essentially disposable. Like, I, I can't really fathom how you get to $1,000 worth of flowers. Like, like again, how any florist can can add up a total and get to that. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that kind of blew my mind. That's And again... I'm not saying that's an unfair price for what you're getting. Especially, I'm just saying, in my mind, flowers were, were never going to be, even if we got a lot of flowers, they were never going to be a huge expense. And that was just wrong, but that, that's how I was thinking about it at first. And I mean, some of these packages include, like, delivery for yeah. the florists to come and bring them to you. And, you know, some of them, if you have, like... Like the archway, for example, you want flowers woven into it. Well, obviously, the florist is going to come and do that. You're not going to do that yourself. So, I mean, when you get into these higher prices, there are certain services that go along with it. It is a trade. And perhaps that something that you've always envisioned since you were a little girl, flowers everywhere on your wedding Mm. day. And that's something then that you allot into your budget. And you consider that, hey, I want to set this such amount aside we did not do that no 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 we 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 shifted most of our funds towards the open bar and the late night snacks and that's really just a reflection of our priorities oh absolutely so i mean i again as we say often 
It's subjective. Yeah. It's however you envisioned it. The right answer is the one that works for you. Absolutely. So in our right answer, it just made much more sense to do it this way. Oh, yeah. But again, I it's one of those, I, I think probably the, the key piece of advice there is if you're on the fence about real versus fake, uh, go take a look at the fakes. Because Mandy showed me, you know, the the components of her uh, of what will become her bouquets uh, when they got back that day, and yeah, those flowers look good. Like they look like real flowers, oh, uh, even even up close. Like you have to really look at them to to start to notice that they're not real. And one of the other things we did is we took a certain number of photographs mm-hmm. of them to kind of see how they would transfer over into the pictures. And you you cannot tell in the picture that yeah. that's a fake bouquet. So, I mean, yeah, if you're on the fence and, and maybe even leaning towards real flowers because you're worried that the the silk flowers would look too fake, uh, take take an afternoon and go check out what they've got these days when it comes to, to silk flowers because they, they, they look incredibly realistic. They've come a long way. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, um, any other thoughts as far as the, the as far as flowers? No, I think that that's about. Oh, I do have one. Consider if you are tossing a bouquet, making some form of whether real or fake, throwaway bouquet, because a, a, a dummy bouquet. Absolutely, because like for my specific case, there's going to be certain things inside my bouquet that I don't really want to lose. Well, you got a couple of your. Something old, something new, borrowed and blue, wrapped up in that bouquet. My something blue is definitely going to be wrapped around the bouquet as a charm. Um, There may or may not be a little family memento thing Mm. that I tuck into the bouquet. I haven't decided exactly where I'm carrying that yet. But one of my thoughts was to put it inside the bouquet in the foam. Mm -hmm. And then I have it for my tradition purposes. But, I mean, at the end of the night, I really don't want to throw... My something blue, and which was a gift from you, yeah. and my family, you know, wedding tchotchke to some person at our wedding where I'm going, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, or when it comes time to throw the bouquet, you don't want to have to call a timeout to strip down your bouquet. Absolutely. Like, so instead I know, we, yeah, you've got your, your, your show bouquet which has all the the stuff on it it's going to be the one you use for photos and for the ceremony and then when it comes time to throw the bouquet it's going to be the stand-in bouquet that is just a nice arrangement of flowers you toss it we don't have to worry about it yeah actually i did let my mom pick that one Mm -hmm. it is all roses some girls prefer to do it to where they make basically a mini version of Mm -hmm. their bouquet i did not go that route it's just a nice little bouquet of all fake roses that I'll wrap up and use for the toss. And there there are balconies in the reception hall, so we're probably going to have you warm up in the dugout a little bit, stretch out the arm. We don't want you to overthrow, get it stuck in a chandelier or anything. I'm just going to do the, the candid overhand toss. <laughs> I'm but not even going to look. Who do you think's going to get it? I don't know. You want to take some bets? Um, hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. 
I'm, I, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, well, no, I got to think about that. But w- once, once we've got our, uh, our, uh, wedding bouquet pool, we'll, we'll let the podcast listeners know that. See if anybody else wants to get in on this action. But yeah, so moving away from flowers, uh, then, you know, we get into, uh, decorations and, and decorations again, I think are, uh, one of those things that, that what they are and, and how much of them you, you want or need really is going to depend on your venue. Uh, again, if you're doing an outdoor garden, probably don't need a huge amount of decorations because the garden itself is the decoration. Right. You've got your backdrop of landscape. And like, you know, with our venue, uh, that that room is so ornate and, and gorgeously designed, you don't want to throw up a lot of decorations because it's just going to get in the way of the room that, you know, you're paying for. Right. And so, but like when, when we were looking at the, the double tree... They had very spacious uh, hall, you know, uh, halls that were uh, the ones that they use for like wedding receptions. Uh, and again, very nice facilities. Can't say enough nice things about the Double Tree. But the the one drawback we saw there was that these are essentially designed to be multi-purpose as either again a, a an event hall or a conference room and like again they had very nice like kind of chandelier ish lighting fixtures at the top the room looked very nice but the carpet looked like a conference room carpet it really did i didn't actually that's the one drawback that i would say about the double tree specifically is i did not like the carpet and i mean it it looked like a a you know I've been to many, you know, conferences at hotels. It looked like every other conference I've ever been to at a hotel. Oh, absolutely. And now, again, the the DoubleTree was clearly aware of this because they had several very reasonably priced decorations packages. And and we had decided that if we were going to go with that venue, we were going to have to purchase that. Because if we had left the room to itself, it looks like... you know, our guests might be unsure if we're going to go up there and get married or if I'm going to go up and give a PowerPoint presentation about management techniques. Because, yeah, again, not knocking the double tree in the slightest, but we would have needed to decorate that room. And I do think it's not just specific to the double tree. It is with a lot of when you're doing hotels. Mm-hmm. They are, like you said, they're multi-purpose rooms. If, if, they, if they don't have... If it's not a hotel that has like a, a ballroom, um, yeah, you, you're, you know, the it, it becomes a trade-off because venues like that are cheaper. But again, you are gonna have to shell out money to to doll it up a little bit right. to make it look like a wedding reception and not, you know, a, again a business conference. And that's where you get into things like you're bringing in more of either your own decorations or you're going with packages that they offer. You're getting maybe the backdrop lighting. Yeah. And, and again, they, like the, the Double Trees, they had two or three decorations packages of varying, you know, amounts of stuff. And 
uh, you know, the they were showing us pictures of the room done up in those packages, and it looked nice. Like the, I don't know what it was, like the Cinderella package or the whatever. It wasn't called, it looked very Cinderella-ish. Yeah, but, That's, you know, had blue, but it was awesome. blue up lights, which basically turned the entire, the walls and the ceiling blue without, like, being so blue that it's, like, gonna screw with your rods and cones in your eyeball. Uh, so, like, yeah, they they clearly can and, and were able to take those rooms and make them look much more mm, elegant. But, again, you, you had to pay extra for that. And then I think it gets into, too, where you almost have to dress the tables up a little bit more. Yeah. Well, in, you know, like the, the Magic Castle, where it was, you know, pretty plain tables with very, like, two steps up from folding chairs. I was going to say one. One <laughs> step up from folding chairs. But, and and of course, the Magic Castle, which we've talked about in our Venues episode. Uh, not its real name, but I don't think either of us even remember that place's real name. Yeah, and they probably wouldn't want us to use it anyway, yeah. so... But, like, they were more than happy to provide decorations to cover up the fact that the chairs were very plain and that the tables were very plain. The problem was, it was this a la carte thing where everything... Yeah, oh, you can get chair covers, but they cost extra per chair, and, oh, you can get, like, a an, an additional bow that then goes around the chair cover, which makes the chair look really nice. But then each bow is an additional charge per chair. And, you, you know, we're talking about one, two, three dollars. But, you know, when you're aggregating that over, you know, maybe a hundred guests. A hundred guests. It does. It's, it adds it, it's up. Add, it adds up quickly. So then aside from even the table coverings and the chair coverings... Which, you know, make everything look a little bit fancy and elegant. I think then you have to look into nicer centerpieces. Mm-hmm. Which also can get very costly depending on what you're going for. Yeah, I know, like, for, for our centerpieces, we're, we're going with a very basic package. And I think the, the only thing we, we uh, did an upcharge for was for the floating candles. Yeah, they would have... They provided free centerpieces if we wanted to use them, and they were just a very simple, like, I believe, mirrored glass with some votive candles on it, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. But again, the room itself is so ornate. You don't need We lot. don't need to add a lot to it. So we did go with the floating candles, which we did have to purchase at an extra charge, but it was very minimal. It was like a nickel a piece or Yeah, it was very like minimal because... Were... They can't reuse floating candles. Yeah, they the the little uh, votive candles that they would use, they'd give us for free because if they don't burn out, they'll just they're they're able to keep reusing them for future events. But the floating candles, they can't because once you, you know, yeah, once you light them, they're done. They're, they're done. So they got to throw them out. And, and again, you know, they had. I, during talks with our wedding coordinator, I remember she said, well, that'll be an upcharge. And in my mind, I'm doing math, and I'm like, oh, man, it's going to get... And she's we're like, how much? And yeah, I think she was like, oh, they're like a nickel apiece. Cause and it's like, oh, pff, done. I was very much ready to ask her if I could purchase the candles myself and, then and avoid them. the upcharge and just yeah. have them put them in their centerpieces. But, for but that, when she said that nominal of a fee, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, Cause, cause, that's I mean, fine. We're talking about... 
what maybe 10 to 12 tables I was to, you know with so three candles per table I, I, yeah I think what we're paying somewhere between five and ten bucks I want to say it came to like eight dollars and yeah. some change so cool we'll, we'll pay that right I'm that's nothing that's I can't even get a cup of coffee for that <laughs> at least not downtown <laughs> no not where I work but uh, yeah so uh, you know Again, the the amount you're going to want to decorate should probably really hinge on what your venue is because you know, again, if you're if if you're shelling out the money for certain types of venues, you know, that are already very picturesque and and beautiful, you don't want to then also shell out more money to put up a bunch of decorations in front of this picturesque or beautiful thing that you paid for. You want to just kind of let it stand on its own. But, you know, in some cases, no, you are going to have to dress it up a little bit. And I think that one thing to consider, at least something that I definitely consider with centerpieces, is I've seen them where they're very beautiful, but they're very tall. Mm. And then you're kind of doing the centerpiece shuffle to speak to someone who's on the other side of the table because you have a foot high centerpiece blocking your view. That, or, or you wind up sitting at the same table as, you know, one of your cousins, but you didn't realize it because they were on the other side of the centerpiece. And that is something that's just kind of maybe it's me is a little bit of a pet peeve for me if I don't like a very high centerpiece. So for me, the candles were perfect because they're a nice low level to where everyone will be able to see over them to see the other guests at the table. And I am going to go on a little bit of a rant, a little bit of a pet peeve that I don't think should ever be done. Please, people, please do not use live things in your centerpieces unless they're plants. Do not use fish for centerpieces. Do not use frogs for centerpieces. Wait, people use frogs? It's been done. It's not... Why do you want frogs at your wedding? I don't know. Maybe people like frogs. Nobody likes frogs. I like frogs. Okay. But I'm I'm asking, please, because after you're said and done, you have maybe, even if you're just 100 guests, you have 10 to 12 live animals that are probably going to die. Mm. It's cruel. It's not cute. I've been the guy collecting fish at the end of weddings <laughs> because that's that's just me that I have you know five fish that I have to now do something with yeah, and yeah that's I've never I've never seen that uh, I guess thankfully or at least I've never noticed uh, I don't know every wedding I, could, I, I don't really pay attention to the centerpieces except again when they're so tall that they get in the way of talking across the table but, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. Uh, so then, yeah, outside of just kind of general decorations, which, you know, again, for, for our wedding, at least uh, on a personal experience level, we can't really say much because we're not really dressing up that room at all. 
No, and we actually don't have to. I mean, they provided the, I think, what are they, the Shivani chairs? Yeah. That's... And they look very nice without covers. Mm-hmm. So we opted for no covers. And the ta- with just the basic tablecloth, it all looks very nice. It so. does. Yeah, I think there were upgrades we could have purchased, but, you know, when they showed us what it looked like, just as the kind of basic thing, I think we're, very we're nice. both very happy. With and that. I think they're letting us use their table numbers, Yeah, I believe, was something that came with it, so that was cool. We do have to provide our own place settings, which is something that will... Oh, not, like place Not cards. place setting, I mean place cards. Which is pretty standard, I think, but they did specifically ask us to distinguish between meal types Mm -hmm. somehow, so we'll have to figure something out like that. But I think with the place cards that we have been looking at, or the types we have been looking at, and the standard setting, I think the table's going to look very nice. Just, Mm -hmm. it is kind of bare bones, but it's a very nice package. Yeah, but, you know, again, it's it's bare bones in, in a way where, like, I think if we added much more to it, it would it would transition away from elegant and into gaudy. I don't know. I think the Congress would do it up no matter. I'm I'm sure it would still look nice, but I, yeah, I think it would be wind up being way too busy. Or for know. us, I think we just found it unnecessary. Yeah, we yeah, thought I, the room looked really nice the way it was set up. Well, and again with the centerpiece, the the tablecloth, the chairs. Uh, and then, of course, the the uh, uh, the Congresses, uh, their china and their silverware and stuff like that. I think it all winds up looking very nice without, again, just having a bunch of crap put onto the table. Um, and it was nice for us because it was, you know, pretty much included. Yeah. So we were able to get away with going with an extra package, incurring extra expense. Yeah. And but now we, uh, you know, of course we are going to be doing some other kind of side decorations. So like we we decided we're going with a remembrance table, which I thought was a nice idea. Um, just kind of a, a table off to the side for uh, designated for you know friends, family members who who are dead. Um, Basically, it's for me. It was people who, if they were alive would be there celebrating with us and for me that was kind of important because you know I had I would say what three years now back we lost my uncle Mm -hmm. who's my godfather and it's still kind of sad for me yeah yeah and I wish you know I wish that he could be there obviously but having his picture there knowing that it's, you know, I can look at him and, and remember some fun times and think that if he were alive, he would be here celebrating with me. Oh, yeah. And it's I think it's a it's a nice way of, uh, you know, giving remembrance to those people, you know, without it becoming a, a major downer point during the wedding. Like if if instead we were doing an announcement of, of all those who weren't here. I think that's that's kind of a uh, an odd point during the course of a wedding. We're yeah. With the table, and of course we're doing. Uh, we we found these uh, it, uh, pretty fairly cheap fo- uh, picture frames, uh, also at Michaels, uh, that we've painted uh, to to look uh, with. I, we wound up painting them with a hammered gold 
they, they, they wind up looking really nice and we're going to put the photos in those and then arrange those on the table and we're going for uh, I know because I had pictures of uh, both of my uh, sets of grandparents from their weddings like their original wedding photos and so from that we decided we were going to go with or we were going to try to get pictures for the pictures for each of the picture frames we're going to try to get pictures either from the the person's wedding if if we could or if not something from around that age for them so right something from when they would have been in their i guess 20s, celebratory years yeah, 20s where... and 30s kind of again younger pictures which I, I think is also cool because it you know gives you know rather than the immediate reaction passing the remembrance table being oh isn't that sad it's it's sad but wow i've never seen that picture of you know your uncle i've never seen right. a picture of him that young exactly and i think maybe a lot of people haven't so we're gonna try to i have to work with my aunt to try to find a picture of him from that type that we're looking for i know i have my grandma pulling some of my grandpa mm. my grandpa ron um, obviously, I can't use their wedding photo. My grandma June is still alive. That would be super creepy and yeah, weird. Same with your aunt. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I I don't want them on my remembrance table because they're, they're alive. They're so that would be very strange. But like you said, I mean, I'm already kind of emotional and sad that he, some of these people aren't going to be there. So you start making announcements or playing like holes in the floor of heaven. <laughs> And I'm gonna lose it. You, you get it. Well, and, and you know, it, it winds up derailing the whole wedding. And, you know, a day that is supposed to be a, a, a happy day of celebration, and you get this record scratch of let's all sit around and be sad for five minutes, and then expect everyone to just shake that off. And so I I think the remembrance table is nice because it's it's there and it's prominent, but it's passive. Right, just, you can walk by and, like you said, look at these pictures and go, "Oh, look at look at how young Grandma Pearl was in that." Yeah. Oh my God. And and again, I know uh, a lot of the guests uh, I've got coming who knew my grandparents probably have never seen those photos because, like, they didn't have them hanging up in their house or anything. Like, we found those photos after they had died. Uh, so I think it'll be kind of yes, it's it's sad that my grandma Pearl and Grandpa Roy aren't there, but when you see that picture of them at God, I think he's I think they're both like nineteen or twenty in that picture, uh, maybe older. I might be wrong, but uh, I think there there's a little uplifting kick you get off of that that kind of cuts the 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 morbid nature of it. And I think we're doing it very classy in that we're going to have the nice matching foam or frames, rather. We're going to have the... We have a plaque that my mom gave me. It's like a mirrored plaque that has a nice little poem on it. That'll kind of be the center focal for that table and the pictures around it. Mm. And I think that it's just going to turn out very nice. And, and like you said, instead of being a very somber part of the ceremony, it's going to be a happy, oh, wow, those are cool pictures. Yeah. And, and uh, like I say, I think that threads the needle because, you know, you don't want to be dismissive of, of that, uh, you know, of, of people who, who have died and can't make it to your wedding. You don't want to ignore it, but you also don't want to, like, 
drill down, focus on it, because you're going to kill the entire mood of the wedding. And absolutely. And these are your loved ones. I don't think they'd really want you standing around crying about them yeah. on your wedding day. They want you to have a happy day. So oh, yeah. whatever you believe, whether you believe they're, you know, literally the holes in the floor of heaven and they're watching you and smiling down or just in general, like remembering them and saying, hey, they'd, they'd want me to be kicking it back and dancing and having a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then beyond that, uh, I know we've got, we've, we've got, we've got 12% of a plan for, uh, some stuff out in the, the area for the, the cocktail, uh, our reception area, um, that, you know, we're gonna, we're not gonna go into too much detail on that because like that to be a surprise for our guests and several of our guests listen to this podcast, <laughs> Uh, but I know in weddings past, I've seen uh, some some very cute stuff. I know you know we had Jackie and Wes on uh, uh, to interview them, and I don't think we wound up talking about this. But they had uh, posters made that were like uh, boxing posters, uh, like a, a fight night poster, and it was pictures of both of them on there, except all the verbiage was them getting married which was was super cute i like i always like those i've seen it before where they have like baby and young kid pictures mm-hmm. of the bride and groom that can also be very cute yeah uh and no i think that's a lot more common and yeah the, i've i've se- uh, seen those before and yeah they're usually uh, uh pretty cute and i've been to weddings where they did uh they had kind of a like a slideshow going. Of oh, I've seen that before. Too, younger yeah. photos of people, and I thought that was a pretty good idea. Um, but yeah, as far as decorations, am I, am I forgetting? Well, we're going to need a card box, which I'm building. Um, uh, which we've sat down and kind of, you know, collectively drew up designs, and uh, only, uh, you know, uh, screamed at each other once. <laughs> We did not. No, we didn't. But uh, yeah, we got a got a what'll probably be a pretty nice design for uh, a box that I've just I've got to go out and get lumber for and uh, get it cut and built. And Dave's pretty handy with woodworking. That's why we opted to do it ourselves mm-hmm. as opposed to purchasing one. I just thought that it would be nice since it is a skill you have that we could just sit down and kind of do it together, and it'd be one more thing that. And- a, a box is pretty easy to make. Uh, but there yeah. are some really nice ones I have seen mm-hmm. while looking, just perusing through and looking for kind of some other stuff. I did stumble across some card boxes. There's some really, really cute, awesome pre-made ones out there. There's birdcage ones, mm-hmm. which can be very pretty. And so if you're not looking to take the time to build one, which is... Again, that's fine. Maybe that's not your if, thing. If you're, or it's not, just, if, you, if you're not into woodworking, you know, no, nothing wrong with that. And they're like anything else. They can range from fairly moderately priced to, I think I looked at a birdcage one that was like $500. Yeah, yeah. Not doing that's, that. But, that's, that's a little rough. But again, it, it ranges because there's mm-hmm. ones that I looked at that were like 30 or $40. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on what you're looking for. And like there was some really nice satin ones. That were very moderately priced, so I think it all depends on your style. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're also going with uh, we 
I know we looked at them and we probably have to go back and figure out exactly what we want to do but for like table uh, decorations uh, we're looking at the um, crackers oh that's like for our favors yeah uh, and if you don't know what if, if I just said crackers and you're thinking of saltines that's not what I'm talking about if, if you uh, have ever seen these they're uh, tubes that are uh, you know uh, decorative and, and tied off and uh, you uh, usually see them around Christmas time and you hold on to both ends of them and you pull and there's a little like snap explosive in there and it pops the whole thing open and there's usually uh, three or four kind of cheap uh, little gifts. tchotchkes yeah. inside and you know usually it's I think the most common ones are like a fortune because everyone I've ever gotten pre-made comes with a little fortune Yep, uh, and then uh, a paper crown or something like that. Yeah, the paper crown is pretty standard, and then there's some kind of like toy, like yeah, a, little, a yo-yo, little or... tiny plastic doodad or something like that. It's uh, so I we had, like I say around Christmas time, you can usually go to you know Target, uh, any store like that, and buy like eight and ten packs of those things. Uh, we had looked it up, and I don't have the website in front of me, but I, I'll throw it into the show notes um, uh, after we're done recording. Uh, there's, a, there, uh, there's a site we found that will custom make these for you. You can either buy, you know, kind of pre-configured ones that are, you know, ha- already have an outside design that's wedding-themed. You can pick your colors, or... You can, you know, do them custom where you pick what goes into the the cracker. Uh, you pick the design for the outside, and I think they even offered ones where where they would come empty, and you would fill them yourself, and you could DIY the thing. And they also had ones that would come with your names printed on them. Yep. Yeah, you can get them custom printed, and they're nice and they're cute, and you know, I I think we're probably still leaning towards doing that. That was something we we haven't touched that in a while. We haven't. We threw out a couple ideas between the two of us, and I don't think we've landed solidly on one. No, we. I mean, we got time. The crackers we did think of because we did start handing those out as Christmas presents. Mm. Yeah, every, every Christmas we, we usually buy a, a pack or two of them and bring them to Christmas parties when we go there. And the point I like giving them out, especially to my family members that have, you know, they're no longer children, mm-hmm. they're young adults now, and the parents, people that have had children, I buy their child a nice present, I present them with this doodad, <laughs> explaining to them that when you have a child, you get nothing. <laughs> well... You, you get a paper crown, which then your child steals from you, as as Ashley and Joe found out. Ashley was in love with her paper crown, and Joey just came and ripped it right off her head. Nope. Uh, she's not allowed to have nice things. She's a mother now. <laughs> so that is a fun little thing that we started handing them out for. So it is something that like we have done in the past and is a little bit personal to us. Yep. But I, then we also talked about giving away tiny sausages. We... Well, you talked about that. You talked to me about that, and I went, hmm, yes, that that is a thing that exists. Who would not love a little pack of regular crackers and some tiny summer sausage? I mean, yeah, I guess, but, like, 
Mm. I don't know. I think you're just trying to find more ways to snack during the wedding. I want to make sure I have food. Because, like, while you're circulating, talking to people, you're just going to sit down and start opening up the little snack packs we give them. (laughs) Actually, I am a fan of edible giveaways. Yeah. Because, you know, like, the crackers are cute, but... They're going to be kind of just for... Well, I think it depends what we put in them and stuff like that. Cause, you know, but... I think we had also talked about getting the do-it-yourself ones and putting candy yeah. or something inside them. Because, you know, it's one of those things is, you know, maybe, maybe this is just me. But I feel like your guests are, thr- are, are in fact thrilled to be at your wedding. But if you give them as the 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 favor a little knickknack they're not going to put that anywhere in their house like my mom would and your mom right would. my grandma and maybe and that's it like my friends are not going to take the little you know trinket that says you know Mandy and Dave 2018 and put it on their mantle like it's our wedding not theirs and so you can do that and that's cute, but I think a lot of the you're you're basically buying a lot of favors that are eventually going to get thrown away. And again, maybe that's just me. Um, we might have listeners out there who have a a whole cabinet of favors from weddings of friends and family of theirs. I don't know, but and there are some favors you can get that can be used. Like I've seen shot glasses. Mm. That was a cute idea. I've seen beer koozies. Mm. Which do, you know, depending on what you're drinking and... Well, at least uh, there's a practical use for it. Right. There's something that you can pull out and in the summer and be like, oh yeah, I have this koozie. But aside from that, like you said, I don't... I've seen candle holders, the it's... little votive tea candle holders that have people's names on them. And I went, okay, that's cute, but I really don't need a... Tony and Tina yeah. candle holder in my living room. Again, it's it's Tony and Tina's wedding, not yours. So I don't know why you'd want the, the, the candle holder for it. I did, however, look at um, these like ceramic snowflake Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. that came in packages. And I thought that was kind of cute. I wouldn't personalize them, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it is November. Christmas is right around the corner. I think we should do ceramic turkeys. I'm not doing ceramic turkeys. Ben Franklin would have said we should go with ceramic turkeys. Well, Ben Franklin also tied a key to a kite and stood in a field and wanted to be electrocuted. You know, I'm not saying every idea of this was great, but, you know, the turkeys thing I think is legit. But, yeah, no, so that's one of those, I'm sure there'll be an update episode in the future once we kind of commit to an idea. That's really something we don't have to to get too squared away until we can do that in phase two after the invites go out if we... Oh, absolutely. We have time to play with that and decide. But, um, yeah, no, there, there are really... You know, even with a quick Google search, there's no end of cute ideas that you can find for and that kind of stuff. Also, in the website you're going to post, it's obviously, it's not just party crackers. Mm. There's a whole bunch of other things that they offer and little tchotchkes and different types of ideas. So, it's a good, that was a good starting point for me to look through and be like, oh, that's kind of cute, maybe. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Absolutely not. 
Uh, so yeah, are we forgetting anything else for decoration? Well, going into our head table, we'll oh, need right, yeah. certain things for our head table. Um, obviously, we don't have a cake cutter yet. A secret candy drawer, maybe. That's what my purse is going to be. <laughs> it's just going to be filled with candy. Filled with little bags of tart and tinies, or yeah, tart. and maybe some little sausages. Again. Rather than getting little sausages for everyone, we could just get you a bag of little sausages. No issue with that. But, um, so, yeah, we haven't looked into any type of cake cutter yet, which obviously we're going to need. Mm. Um, we also have been going back and forth of a guest book. Yeah. I have seen it done in so many different ways where they have different types of objects instead of a guest book. I think one of the coolest ones I actually saw is, again, going back to my uncle. For my cousin, he built her a beer pong table. Mm. And it was, he un, it was left unfinished, and everybody got to sign it, and then he finished it and made it a functional beer pong table. Mm. And it's super funny because most people wrote, you know, nice messages, and my cousin yelled at my brother for not signing it, so there's like a 12-inch mat <laughs> in the middle of the table. <laughs> With no message. It just very largely says Matt. I mean, that is that is very much your brother. It is very much my brother. Uh, but I've also seen the like pieces of wood. Mm. I have friends that use pieces of wood and had people sign them and then turn them into like wall art with everybody's signature. So I don't think we've really discussed exactly what, no. if anything... I mean... Yeah, because... Like, the, the guest book can be cute and can be nice. It can also, you know, pardon me, at least, yeah, with with just the the standard guest book, it's one of those things kind of like the, the wedding video that, like, as nice as that is, would we ever really sit down and, and go through it? Uh, or is that just going to sit on our shelf next to our wedding album and and exist which is why again stuff like you know stuff that's more decorative or functional is a little more interesting to me because you know it's something you know in the case of uh you know decorations you know we could hang up maybe next to our wedding photo or something like that and now it's on the wall and we see it every day or like you know with with the beer pong table i mean we wouldn't do a beer pong table no it's, it's not, not our thing, thing but for but, ashley and joe but having that functional thing where every time they have a barbecue or a party that table comes out and you're using it and you know the signatures are all there and the messages are all there that's that's cute and and i like the functionality of it so yeah it's that's one we probably have to brainstorm at some point and, and make a decision on because like you said with the traditional guest book it's we're gonna go through it maybe the day after the wedding and we're gonna look at it and go oh that's, that's nice a- look at that i'm probably gonna use it to send out thank you cards as a good reference guide of well i know this person was here they signed mm-hmm. the guest book but other than that after those initial practicalities of it it's I'm not going to revisit it, I don't think. Yeah. No, it, so, like, it's it's cute, but then it, it kind of just fizzles out. It's, 
and and again, that may be us. There may be people out there who once a year crack open their guest book and reread it. I don't know. I don't think we would. I I'd agree. I think we should look at something maybe a little bit more us and yep. having people sign that we like you said can turn into some form of something afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, great idea happening right now live on the podcast. Uh, we could just have them all sign the gift card box. We could do that. I was thinking either that or a serving tray. Mm. There's serving trays you can get to have everyone sign. Mm. And then, you know, you we do entertain quite a yeah. bit, so it's something that we possibly would use as functional. Well, and again, if any of our listeners out there have other suggestions, let us know, because we're, we're crowdsourcing this one. Um, but yeah, we got anything else on decorations? Our champagne glasses. Oh, we did get those. We did get those, and that was actually through no effort on our part whatsoever. Yeah, that one just kind of landed in our lap. So my aunt was in the process of moving, and she stumbled across these very old Waterford crystal glasses that she's kind of uncertain where they even came from. Mm, there, there may be a curse associated with them. We don't know. There could be. Not sure. They, um, they just appeared in her basement one day. I so. know her ex used to bring some antiques home, so mm. possibly that's... But I know they're not like a family heirloom or anything. They mm. were definitely not used in my grandparents' wedding or anything like that. But they are beautiful. Yeah. And we were looking at, I think, a cheaper version of certain glasses to where we were like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then... Uh, yeah, I don't. We we weren't really. the The champagne glasses weren't really a big thing for either of us. Like we we knew we needed to have them, and we wanted you know nice looking ones. But I don't think we were uh, really looking for anything you know spectacular. And then yeah, these very nice Waterford crystal uh, glasses just kind of. Yeah. And they tie into the room very nice with yeah. that era, as mm-hmm. they are pretty old. So that's kind of cool. Thanks, Aunt Les. Yeah. Uh, and, and Uncle uh, Chris. And, and they, uh, yeah, they should work out pretty nice. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's one. Yeah, I don't know if people out there, um, you know, really, I, I'm, I'm sure there are people who care very much about the, those champagne glasses and want to keep them or, you know, you can, obviously, we've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of them where they, you have them personalized and stuff like that, and that's all very nice looking, but, yeah, I don't think either of us were just really big on, you know, I, I don't think either of us ranked the champagne glasses very high on our lists of importance. No, it wasn't something that was super, like, important to us. Or that we specifically were going to spend a lot and hmm. had this certain glass in mind. I think we were just looking for something that held liquid. Yeah, and and um, yeah, because I know we like the the venue offers you know uh, champagne glasses, but then you know we were talking, we wouldn't get to keep them. Yeah, we wouldn't get to keep them, so we probably should buy our own. And you know, we were just kind of looking at some. I think just at Bed Bath & Beyond because it's like, well, these are nice. I looked at a few on Amazon. Yeah, and, you know, they'll, they'll do. But then, yeah, we got those uh, just given to us, which was uh, really nice of your aunt. It was. They're very pretty. Um, let's see, any other decorations that we're missing? Uh, nothing I can think of. No, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all. So, 
If we're missing some big important yeah, decoration, if, if, by all means, let us know. If there's something out there that you've been uh, waiting this whole episode to hear about, and you're like, I can't believe they didn't talk about this. It's one of the most important parts of any wedding. Uh, yeah, let us know, because like, <laughs> this might just be slipping our minds. Uh, but no, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Uh, yeah, if you if you do want to let us know which decoration we forgot to mention and forgot to to find or or uh, weigh in on if you'd like to receive a little sausage at a wedding, uh, yeah, for a midnight snack. It's not for we have other midnight snacks. You just want sausages. <laughs> I'll buy you a, a Hickory Farms thing of everybody little sausages. Everybody loves sausage. Dude. We'll have them up in the room. It's cool. Like, but. Uh, yeah, you know, if you want to weigh in on the sausage debate, feel free to at our Facebook group. Uh, you can find it uh, by uh, doing a search for Let's Plan a Wedding on Facebook, or I leave the link in the show notes of each episode, so you can click on that and get there, too. Uh, come on out, join us, join the conversation. Uh, the uh, stereotype of the internet has not yet taken over our Facebook group, so the conversation there is usually very helpful and very pleasant. Uh, the people that are members of our active members of our group are all very nice, and uh, you know have some great perspectives and ideas. Uh, if you're not a Facebook user, you can always email us at let's plan a wedding pod pod at gmail.com and uh, we'll take a look at your email probably read it on the uh, the po- uh, future episode of the podcast and if you have questions or comments we'll you know answer them there uh, don't forget if uh, you're listening to this because you love weddings but you also secretly love economics like many of us do uh, at least all the cool people I know uh, I do have an economics podcast that I do uh, separately. It's called OK, Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Uh, come on out and give that a listen. Uh, and uh, do, if you uh, have a minute, uh, take that minute and uh, give us a that five-star rating on iTunes. Those ratings help uh, bump us up in the uh, charts, which helps get the podcast seen by more people, which helps us get more listeners. Um and yeah, if you want to write a review, uh, we're happy to hear any critiques you might have. We're happy to respond to them too. Or if you want to just tell us we're great. Um, I like that. I like that feeling. Dave does like reviews. They make him very happy. And then, well, especially the nice ones. Um, and yeah, with that, uh, we'll see you next week. I've been Dave. And I'm Mandy. Thanks and for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening.